0: if you've ever watched visitors live on your store, it's a horrible, horrible thing. You'll see them enter your site, navigate around finally find a product category page, click through to a product page. Oh, then they add it to their basket. Then they click on their basket and go into the checkout process. (gasps) Here we go. You feel your pulse start to raise no matter how many sales you get the thrill of watching a live purchase never dies. But then nothing. They leave. They go back to your site or they never return. You start thinking and scheming. Hmm, can you find them? What's their IP address? How close are they? Maybe you could visit them. They're only a couple hundred miles away. Maybe they'll come back. But what if they're not coming back? Well, basket cart or checkout abandonment is painful and it doesn't get any easier as the numbers scale. Trust me. In this podcast episode, we're going to discuss some of the most common reasons for basket or cart abandonment and checkout abandonment and what you can do to prevent them and increase your e commerce conversion rate. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen and I'm head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency that helps our clients get more sales through their websites. That is exactly what this podcast is all about, helping you get more sales through your website. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about cart or checkout abandonment. It's such a painful topic for so many e commerce store owners because getting someone into your cart and then going through into your checkout is how you make money. But whatever your numbers, you're going to be looking on your site and seeing the majority of people don't do that. So in this episode, we're going to look at some of the most common reasons that people don't finish their checkouts and what you can do to prevent that deadly behavior. But first up, let's talk about some terminology. Now the words cart abandonment and checkout abandonment are thrown around pretty loosely and are often used interchangeably. There is a difference. But for the purpose of what we're going to be talking about today, we're just going to focus on both of them. So cart and the checkout are separate stages cart basket, depending on whether you're UK or US or basket if you're northern in the UK the car or the basket, that's where you put the products in. And then the checkout is where you go to after being in your basket or cart. So cart abandonment is people that put stuff in the cart or basket and then don't check out. Checkout abandonment is people that go into the checkout process, but don't finish it. So we're going to look at both of them. Now, inside Google Analytics, there's a piece of data, there's a screen that really helps you with this. If you go to conversions, E-commerce, and then shopping behavior, you'll be able to see how your traffic breaks down as it's moving through the site. So I'm looking at an example here for an e commerce client of ours. And the first stage is all of the visitors that come onto the site. Second stage is sessions with product views. So this is people that have or visits that have had a view of a product. The next block along is sessions with add to basket. The next block is sessions with checkout. And then the final one is sessions with transactions. Now this e-commerce shopping behavior screen allows you to see the drop off the fall off as people are going through this process. Now the first question that many store owners have when they see this screen is, is it normal? Are my numbers normal? Is this typical or is this something that's wrong? They'll often say to us, here's the numbers. What's going wrong here? Where do we need to fix it? Now, it's a bit of a running joke, exposure ninja that the answer to a lot of digital marketing questions is it depends. And here is a classic it depends question, because what an acceptable basket drop off or checkout drop off rate is for your business will depend on a whole bunch of factors. For example, if you've got a website that's driving loads of organic traffic to informational search terms, you're going to have a huge number of sessions on the site that aren't resulting in product views. If you're driving loads of social media traffic straight to product pages, You're going to have loads of sessions going to product views that don't turn into add to baskets because social traffic just tends to be more fickle. You might have traffic that's coming back to your store having previously purchased and they're coming for a repeat purchase. Well, that's going to increase your checkout conversion rate, your add to basket conversion rate because these people already know what they're buying. You might have people that buy very frequently, you might have people that buy infrequently, You might have people that spend a long time considering that purchase versus people that are making a very transactional purchase. For example, if you're selling prom dresses, you know, you're going to be getting loads of people adding to basket as they're thinking about it, as they're collecting items and planning what their outfit is going to be these people never had any intention of checking out on that particular visit. Whereas if you're selling something purely functional, like say SD cards or electrical connectors, you can tell what I'm looking at around me, then if you're selling electrical connectors to trade buyers, Well, they're not going to be sitting at home watching TV, adding electrical connectors to their basket as they research different products, are they? That's a very transactional, straightforward thing. I know exactly what I need. So this is just an example to explain that what your basket abandonment and what your checkout abandonment rates are is going to depend on so many factors. It's very difficult to give an average. I actually did some research to see if there was an average across the industry. And it was hilarious. So fresh relevance says that uh, basket abandonment is 57.6% whole bunch of different surveys say a whole bunch of different numbers sales cycle, for example, says 84.27%. So 57% to 84.27% both came from studies. So as you can see it's all over the place. So I'm not going to give you a if your number is this, then it's too high. If your number is this, then it's too low. The most practical way of viewing all of these numbers is to make a note of what your abandonment rate is at each stage, and then just work on improving each of those stages, right? We're just going to benchmark against yourself and then continually try to improve. Okay, so let's look at the top reasons that people abandon cars and checkouts. So this is all according to Baymard Institute. And they have put together a survey based on us adults. And these are asking us adults why they have abandoned carts in the last three months. Now the top reason is actually because they were just browsing because they were not ready to buy. Okay, so this is fairly typical, any business is going to get a large segment of these. In fact, it was such a common answer that they've broken down their statistics, excluding the just browsing segment. Okay, we're going to come back to how we address each of these later on. So of all the people that weren't actually just browsing and were actually had some purchase intent, the most common reason for abandonment during checkout is that extra costs like shipping tax and fees were too high. And this was cited for almost half of recipients that said they had abandoned carts during the last six months. So extra shipping costs, taxes and fees being added at checkouts is a fairly common practice. We're going to look at how you can reduce some of this pain and how you can reduce that being such a big impact later on. The next most common reason for abandoning checkout was that the website wanted me to create an account. Ah, the old favorite, check out as a member register, right? Those are your two options. And you've got to choose register and go through a signing up process. Again, we're going to talk about how to fix this because the end result is you really do want people signing up for your e commerce store, you really do want them filling in their email address and becoming a member. So it's not that we don't want people to create an account on your store. It's just when we put that in the checkout process, And I'm going to talk you through some really elegant implementations of this later on. The third most common reason was that delivery was too slow. Okay, so this is about how you choose your delivery partners. not so much a conversion optimization thing as simply who is your delivery service and what are the times that they're quoting? What sorts of times are you buying from the company? Then we've got too long complicated checkout processes, trust signals, so things like I didn't trust the car site with my credit card, I couldn't see the cost up front. Website had errors. The returns policy wasn't satisfactory. There weren't enough payment methods and the credit card was declined. Now those two last ones, payment methods and cards being declined, we're going to look at kind of together because offering people different ways of paying is really important. We've seen clients ourselves get significant bumps in conversion rate from having different payment methods. So those are the main reasons that people don't convert. Now, loads of these are going to be very, very familiar to us. So let's talk about how we can fix each of these. So the first issue is the people who are just browsing. Now, to an extent, we're never going to fix this completely because people are just going to browse and people adding stuff to their carts is just how people do things these days, right? When they're browsing, they'll collect items from around the internet and just leave them in their carts for later on. When my wife is planning some, you know, designs for our house or home interior stuff, she'll have stuff in her basket around all these different websites. And when she wants to show me some stuff, she'll load up that site and she'll go into her cart and there'll be a whole bunch of products in there. That's just how people use the internet these days. So we're not going to be able to force all of them to check out. But there are some little nudges that you can give. The first is to allow people to save their carts. So, plugins that do this for sites like Shopify will allow people to save their cart. You can put your email address in, and you then have an account so you can go back to your cart later on. Now this is good if you are using browser or if your customers are using a browser, which doesn't necessarily have cookies, so you don't get the same session or they're looking at across various different devices, and they want to bring up the cart that they've had from their mobile device on their desktop, but they can't do it because they're not in the same session. They're not, you know, seen as the same person by the checkout. So you can add that save cart, or even adjust an auto save feature so that your cart contents are available on return. The other thing that you can do, and here's a great example from the pharmacy cosmetics site boots.com, where they will actually nudge people to continue their buying process with free gifts. So when you add a product to the boots.com website, it's not uncommon to see a couple of free gifts added in that car as well. So you're thinking, well, I wasn't going to buy this. But you know, they're kind of incentivizing me to buy it with these free gifts. So that's a great way of kind of nudging someone to just go for it now. Timed offers, timed free delivery, timed discounts can do a similar sort of thing. So just nudging people that were in the browsing mode and just flicking them over into impulse purchase mode. The next thing that we need to tackle is these unexpected costs. So adding the shipping fees, adding any taxes and that type of stuff, real turnoff. So there's a few ways of handling this. Firstly, the big question is whether you state shipping fees up front or whether you leave them to basket. Now, in a sense, this is more about a commitment thing rather than purely looking at cart abandonment. There is an argument to be made that if you have high shipping costs, actually having someone invested in going through the process, adding a product to basket, then seeing those high shipping costs after they've put that work in, you know, it's a sunk cost thing, I've put the work in to get all my products in the basket before I see the high shipping cost might make me more likely to check out than if I land on your website, see a massive shipping cost in the benefits bar and immediately bounce. So yes, the checkout abandonment might look better in that second scenario, because people will already have been disqualified by the high shipping cost. But actually, we might be looking at a lower conversion rate overall. So I get that if you have a high turn off level shipping cost, you might want to leave it until people get in the basket. But there are some ways to kind of help out with this. For example, we have a client who states the trigger point for free shipping in the benefits bar on their website. So for example, if it's free delivery over 100 pounds, Well, it doesn't really matter what the shipping costs are. If you're trying to nudge people into that trigger point so that they activate free shipping, actually having higher delivery costs can nudge people further up into spending more into increasing average order value. Because if I'm going to pay 10 pounds for shipping, and I'm at 70 pounds in my basket, and I can see I'm going to get free delivery over 100. Well, that effectively makes the next 30 pounds I spend I get £10 off, it makes a 30% saving. So that's really compelling because the shipping costs are high. You can state your delivery costs up front or even better just state the point at which free delivery is triggered. Another thing that you can do along those lines, again, going back to boots is boots will tell you once you're in the cart, they'll show you the shipping cost, but they'll also tell you how close you are to free shipping. And then they'll give you some products that you can add to your cart in order to nudge you over. This is obviously a more sophisticated implementation, but great way of taking out that objection. One example, which is really a bit suboptimal in a way is boohoo.com. So if you go onto boohoo.com, and I was just checking out, I bought a five pound halter puff sleeve smock dress, uh, which I thought would look great for my videos. Um, five pound product, I go straight into the cart, and I can see that the next day delivery, which is the default delivery term it's given me is £5.99. So immediately, I've got a shipping cost, which is more expensive than the product I'm buying. Now, I remember seeing a Royal Mail study back from must have been 2012, which said that people were much more inclined to spend more on a product if they had free delivery than people were to spend on delivery costs for a cheaper product. And the perception is obviously if I'm going to be spending five pounds on a product and six pounds on delivery, well, that feels a bit steep. Whereas if I'm spending 11 pounds on a product that has free delivery, well, well, hey, at least I'm going to be getting a decent product. So delivery costs like that feel really prohibitive. And by defaulting to their most expensive delivery option, Boohoo really isn't doing their customers any favors. And this cart page is going to be suffering as a result. Now, if you scroll down, you actually see that they have what's called a premier service, which is a little bit like Amazon Prime, I guess, or the ASOS premium delivery service where you can sign up for a year and then you get free delivery on all of your orders. So I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the $7.99 cost of that Premier service insignificant compared to the £5.99 cost of next day deliveries. They've inflated the delivery cost in order to make their Premier more attractive. But the trouble is we don't see the Premier until too far down the page. So we already would have been turned off with that next day delivery cost as soon as we land on the car. We wouldn't have even given it time to go through. So that's a poor implementation. You typically want that delivery cost presented next to the premier cost. Nike.com does a fantastic example of this, which we're going to touch on in just a second. So the simplest way to prevent unexpected costs is just to have no unexpected costs, right? It's to remove the delivery cost if you can and if that makes sense for your business. And there are a whole bunch of sites that do this, like we say, the Boohoo Premier Delivery Service, where you pay eight pounds for a year. Amazon Prime, obviously, similar sort of thing, where you pay whatever, seventy-nine dollars or pounds for a year, and you get free delivery and you get all their additional services. So that's an effective way of doing it, or just have free delivery and it's built into the cost of the products. The next blockage that prevents people from completing cart checkout is being forced to create an account. Like I said at the start, let's be clear, we definitely want people creating an account. This isn't that we just want everyone to check out as a guest. We don't want anyone's contact information. We don't want them to give us permission to follow up. That's not what we're saying here at all. We want them to create an account. But there's more than one way to do this. For example, when you go on the boots.com website and you check out, the first screen that you get is An open window which says already registered, hello again, and you put in your name and your email and password and you can log in. Now, the checkout as guest, you have to go through a few steps to even get to that. Firstly, you have to click checkout as guest, which isn't highlighted as a button. So it's not immediately obvious that you even, how you would check out as a guest. It's just like a grayed out option that's not default. Now, if you click on checkout as guest, you then get a little sales message which is explaining why you should create an account. But the thing is, I don't know that I want to create an account yet. Just let me buy and you can sell me on creating an account when I've already put all of that work in. I then have to click continue. So I've had to click two options before I can even start entering my payment details. So they're disincentivizing me to continue. I then go through to a capture page, which forces me to click a little box that says I'm not a robot. Now why they would possibly need to be doing this compared to whatever negative thing they're going to get whatever sort of attacks and bots they're going to get going through this. I can't imagine that forcing people through recapture before they can check out is an effective use of their customers time. So this feels really, really broken. I then have to wait for the capture to process and go through before I get to the next page, which on this occasion has just completely white screened on me. So that's a disastrous implementation of the guest checkout. Here's an even worse way on Zulily.com. Now Zulily is uh, an e-commerce site that collects loads of products around home and toys and fashion. If you go on Zalili.com and try to click on one of their product categories, it forces you to enter your email address before you can even get on the website. You can't close the pop up. You can't do anything. Now, at this point, I haven't seen any products that I like the look of. I haven't got any feel for prices. I don't know where they ship. I don't know what the terms are. I am completely unqualified to say whether I'm going to make a purchase from this site yet I'm being forced to sign up. So I'm being asked to do something before I'm ready It's too high commitment. So how do we get people to become members? How do we get them to register? nice and simply. Well, Nike has a great way of doing this on their website. So if you go on the Nike site, and you go through to check out or Nike for our American friends, um, if you go on to checkout, you'll have the option of checking out as a guest. If you do this, you'll fill out your information for delivery. So they're asking the bare minimum in contact fields, they're asking first name, last name, address, email, optional phone number. And when you go through that, you then see delivery options. Now the first option is their standard delivery. The second option is free delivery when you become a member. So there's no cost to this membership at all. All they're doing is they're getting you to register on their website. But what they haven't done is they haven't forced you to go through that right at the start of the process they've saved it until you're thinking about that delivery cost and thinking I'd really rather not pay that for delivery. They're saying you don't need to you can just become a member here. So a very, very clever implementation. They're just saving that member sign up until it's most relevant until it's most painful for the potential customer. Love it. Oh, by the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, then we release a new one every week, please consider subscribing or following us if you're on Shopify and leave us a review as well. If you want some help with your digital marketing, then the team here at Exposure Ninja offers a free website and marketing review. During this one of our team will analyze your website, your digital marketing and your competitors, and they'll identify the top priorities for you to work on over the next six to 12 months to significantly increase the volume of sales that your website is generating for you. This service is completely free of charge. It's awesome. All you need to do to request your free website and digital marketing review is go to ninja.com and click the big button. Okay, the next cart abandonment checkout abandonment blockage that we're going to fight is a lack of credibility. Now, lack of credibility can manifest in lots of different ways from people feeling that they don't trust the website to put their payment details in to people just not continuing because they have some unanswered question. There's a few different ways that you can give people that feeling of this is a really reliable, trustworthy business and give them that sense of credibility throughout the basket and the checkout process. One of my favorite industries to look at for this is the uh, I don't know what you call it direct to consumer teeth alignment space, right? You know, the smile direct clubs and all of that. Now, loads of the businesses in this space just copy each other. If you go on their website, they've got virtually the same layout, virtually the same images, the same business model, all of that type of stuff. But one thing that they do really well, and we're going to talk about Smile Direct's basket page here. One thing they do really well is they add credibility to their basket and their checkout pages. So for example, just so you know, the business model, you buy this impression kit, which is a little kit where you put the things in your mouth and you bite down on them and it, you know, you get an imprint of your teeth you then send that kit back. And then they tell you how great your smile could look and how much it's going to cost and all that type of stuff. So it's a two step sale. So the first thing they need to do is they need to get you ordering this impression kit. They then know that you're interested, they can then afford to spend a bit of money marketing to you because you've raised your hand. It's a tripwire purchase. So this initial purchase is really, really important. This is their first thing. They're not really generating leads. They're just trying to generating leads with like an email capture, generating leads through this impression kit process. So you go on their page to order the thing and it's basically, it's the checkout page the product page and the checkout page are kind of built in, they've removed a step there. Well, obviously, they only sell one product. So it's a little bit easier for them to do it. But nevertheless, so we go on this page, we see what we're buying. And we then start filling in our shipping and payment address. But at the bottom of the page, there's this massive credibility section, which says more than 1 million satisfied grinners and counting. It's then got user generated pictures of people with their aligners in it's got pictures of people's befores and afters. It's got pictures of people holding their little smile direct club little case things. And what this does is it gives massive, massive credibility to them. You don't think oh I'm the only person doing this. You can see people of all genders and races who have done this. You can see yourself in these people and it's fantastic. It removes that feeling that oh this is a little bit risky. But if you're not convinced by that, you scroll a little bit further down. You then have 21 and a half thousand reviews, average 5 star. I mean, that is massive. Now, I know it's not possible for every business to get a million people using it and 25,000 reviews on their checkout page. But this is what perfect looks like, right? If you could do anything on your basket page and in your checkout process, it would be this it will be showing people that they are not the first person to buy and the others who have made that choice are happy with that choice. There are various other copycat options in the space. For example, wondersmile.co.uk does a very, very similar thing. In fact, it's virtually identical on their checkout page. When you get the kit, you get the trust pilot reviews underneath. And And then you've got all the pictures of the before and afters and you can scroll through they've then got the FAQs on their site on that page as well. So if you've got any last minute questions before you check out, then you can have those answered. So adding that sort of stuff can be really effective to give people a little bit of a boost as they're moving through your checkout process. Now I know that adding things like testimonials and reviews on checkout pages, for example, on Shopify can be very difficult unless you're Shopify plus um, it's very difficult to add on checkout pages because the app developers don't have access to change the checkout pages, but you can add them on basket or cart pages using various plugins. The final thing that we're going to talk about for reducing cart abandonment, checkout abandonment is payment options. Now, there's no secret that split payment options like Klarna, ClearPay, LayBuy, these sort of things, they're completely revolutionizing e commerce and leading to huge amounts of consumer debt, which is kind of hidden away and out of sight. Now, the question about the impact on society is a legitimate one. But if we just look at it from an e-commerce conversion perspective klarna for example claims that adding installment financing on an e-commerce site increases conversion rates 30% and average order value 58% so offering these split payment options no matter how cheap you might think your products are for example on boohoo.com when you add a 5 pound product to your cart you will see that you can split this over months and you can pay £1.40 per month if that's what you want to do. So it doesn't matter how cheap your products are, how low cost they are. It's worth testing split payment options. The other thing that is definitely worth doing before we move on is Apple Pay and Google Pay. These one click payment options are changing the game. For example, Stripe claims that apps using Apple Pay can increase their conversion rate as much as 2.5x. Now, if you've ever watched someone having to go and get their credit card to type in the number because the autofill form on mobile for credit card hasn't populated their number, you can appreciate how easy it is to just double tap a button and fill in all your credit card and delivery terms. This is a game changer. So definitely looking at Apple Pay, Google Pay, great thing to do. And lots of payment processes offer this as part of their offering like Stripe, for example. So there we have it. We have the top reasons that people abandon carts and checkouts and how to attack each of them. So we've looked at people that are just browsing how we can incentivize them to turn that just browsing into impulse purchase through free gifts and allowing them to save their cart for later. We've then looked at how to tackle this demon of unexpected costs, whether we state things like shipping cost up front, or whether we give people a threshold that they can get over in order to trigger free shipping. We also talked about site like boots, which will tell you how far you are away from that free shipping threshold and give you products that you can automatically add to cart. We also talked about giving people just free shipping and figuring out how you can have that make sense. Then we looked at creating an account and different ways of implementing this. Obviously, the worst case scenario is that we're forcing people to create an account as early on as possible. We, we really want to give them that option as late in the checkout stage as we possibly can. So Nike does it when they're comparing the delivery cost to the free cost of becoming a member. And they just allow you to become a member immediately to get free shipping, which is a great way of doing it and doesn't force you to sign up for anything before you are ready. We then talked about credibility and how you can add reviews, testimonials and other credibility triggers to your basket page, but also your checkout page if you have that functionality available. Finally, payment options. Now, one thing we didn't touch on on payment options is payment options can be a great way of avoiding that credit card declined error that can be so annoying. Now credit cards get declined for all sorts of reasons, it might have nothing to do with a lack of balance, it might just be the banks fraud thing has been activated. So having alternative payment options gives people the choice to go back and try a different payment option. So there you have it, there are the top basket abandonment causes and how to fix them. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. Check out also our YouTube channel, just go to YouTube and type in Exposure Ninja you see video versions of all of these podcasts. And there's a video version of this podcast where I show you on the screen and run you through some of these checkout flows as well. Until next week, see you soon.